Welcome to Motherhood on Tap, the podcast for mamas who laugh their way through the struggles of parenting. I'm Sarah Duncan. And I'm Pamela walker Dees. Hi! We are feeling festive today because this is our Christmas episode for this Christmas. year. Christmas time is here. Actually, it makes me think of that movie, Better Off Dead, Christmas. <laughs> Christmas! Sorry. I have a really... Making Christmas! So, what wonderful libation are you enjoying today? I took some of my Simply Peach peach juice and combined it with some more of that yummy Smirnoff whipped cream vodka for a peaches and cream cocktail. Oh, girl. And it is tasty. I let Mark to have a sip before I left, and he was like, ooh, that's good. And I said, but it's mine. Mm-hmm. I let you have a sip. So, I, I got a... Sarah's looking at me like... It's, a, it's like... A big gulp size. Okay, so I'm... All right, I have a Tervis here, like the giant Tervis, Mm -hmm. but I only put like that, like an inch of vodka and the rest is juice. I I tried to be very conservative this time. Mm -hmm. That's Fair enough. That's a good ratio. Compared to last time where I was like, I needed to stop pouring. Why am I pouring so much? It's not a Sarah proportioned beverage. Yeah. So it was kind of like you just kept pouring, like, say when. I'm like, when? When? I feel like the sword in the sun when? with the sugar. When? When? <laughs> P.S. Watched that recently. <laughs> Disney Plus. Yes, Disney Plus is yeah. awesome. And I, once again, am chugging my water because I am... But baby's coming soon. I say, baby's due in about two and a half weeks. So very soon. But it's okay because along with our beverages, we're also enjoying monkey bread. Yum! So if we sound like this in the middle of the episode, it's, we're sorry. It's real good. <laughs> it's really good. Lots of sugar. Cheers! Cheers! We forgot to tink. Clink your water. Tink. Tink. get your craps right about now lady all right get get us some craps from the internet well in honor of you about to have baby riley Riley! and christmas is technically by the time we release this around the corner my craps are inspired by that Mm. so i found instead of like the baby names of the year baby names of the decade kind of Mm -hmm. thing how about 19 surprising baby name statistics from the huffington post oh yes please okay surprise me you will be surprised because (laughs) i was scrolling through it i was like this is kind of cool. Like, like, it's a little different. So Maverick is now more popular than Adam as a boy's name. That is surprising. So in 2018, 5,014 baby boys were named Maverick, making it the 73rd most popular choice for boys. Meanwhile, Adam ranked number 78 with 4,675 newborn babies named Adam. Where does Goose rank? Goose. Like in Top Gun. Oh, I just got that. I'm like, girl, please don't make me explain things. It just hit me. I was like, what? I thought you said gut for a minute. I was like, why would gut have to do in a goose? It'd be even better if Maverick's middle name was Goose. (laughs) Number two, Brooklyn is more popular than Anna now. Or Anna, however you want to say it. I can see that because Anna's sort of like... I know a Brooklyn that's mm, in the young, like in her 20s. Anna's sort of like my name, like Sarah, where... There were a ton of them when we were in elementary school, but I've 
heard fewer and fewer of them as we've gotten older. Well, this kind of surprised me. So, um, the so Brooklyn, obviously, after the New York City borough, mm-hmm. is a top 50 baby name for girls. 4,611 Brooklyns were born in 2018. And that name came in at number 47, which is seven places higher than Anna or Anna, which is number 54. So that's 4,145 baby girl names named Anna. Mm-hmm. Number three, Oakland is one of the fastest rising names for girls. How do you spell that? So Oak as in like the tree, L-Y-N-N. Okay. Together. So instead of Oak and Lynn, it's Oakland. Um, so it's one of those Lynn ending names, and it rose from 888 in 2017 to 542 in 2018. So that's a large jump. Mm-hmm. Um, Axel is more popular than Edward. That is surprising to me. Yes, even though the Twilight is still kind of yeah. still sparking around, um, Edward is actually not in the top 100 names. It was actually 169 last year. Wow. I remember someone pointing out to me that, like, a lot of the teenagers who were really into Twilight and stuff like that when they first came out, they're on the younger side, but they are of age to start being parents. And so they are a spike in some of the the Twilight names again. Yeah, it's spiking, but not that much. Um, Axel is actually number 94 last year with Mm -hmm. 4,055 baby boys. Name that. The Social Security Administration, so number five, has tracked more than 4,000 more names for girls than boys. So Mm -hmm. there's actually statistics that there are more girl names than boys, or at least girls. I mean, more names for girls than boys. Um, Fewer than 100 girls were named Tracy, Gretchen, or Justine last year. Mm. So in 2018, there were only 78 newborn girls named Tracy, 96 Gretchens, and 81 Justines. All three fell out of the top 1,000 rankings in the first decade of the 2000s. To me, Tracy sound it feels very 80s. Yeah. Very 80s, early 90s. Yeah. I think Justine does as well. I will say that last year, I saw a list of baby names, and it's like baby names that are about to be extinct. Mm-hmm. And my name was one of them. Aww, I ding dong. I know. See, I'm surprised there hasn't been a resurgence of that one because of Pam from The Office. I thought that was going to happen, too. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, so, Genesis is more popular than Lauren. Genesis hmm. is now the 57th most popular name for girls, while Lauren is 171. That's pretty. I could see it being a good name for boys, too. Yeah. Cairo, with a K, not Mm -hmm. a C. Cairo is the fastest rising name for boys. K-Y-R-O? K-A-I-R-O. Okay. So, like the city, but with a K. Gotcha. It rose 321 places from 2017 to 2018. So, it went from number 803 to 482. That's a big jump. But Cairo, with a C, has never broken through the top 1,000. Interesting. I wonder if that... If that's a character or someone in popular culture that, like, a subset of people know about, but not everybody, and then, like, the name has just gotten more popular. Potentially. Maybe yeah. it's also you don't want to name it after a city, but then there's Brooklyn. I don't know. We got to get uh, uh, Jennifer Moss back on here to tell us more baby yeah. name updates. Yeah. Uh, Raylan is more popular than Alexandra. Hmm. So, Raylan, R-A-E-L-Y-N-N, mm-hmm. another Lynn name. 
let's see, ranked number 115 last year in 2018 and makes it more popular than the classic Alexandra, which ranked number 125 and also outranked Mary and Margaret. Hmm. Oh, this one I had to get on the list because it's my, one of my baby girl's names. Aurora is the top name for girls in Alaska, obviously because of Aurora Borealis. I saw that Aurora was somewhere really close to, like, the top of the naming charts, which I was surprised. I love the name, but I'm like, I always thought of it as, you know, maybe not one that would have caught on quite as much. Yeah, and I thought, and Mark was like, don't worry, we're never going to run into another one around here. So we went to Frozen 2 this past weekend, and I was trying to get the girls to follow me up the aisle, and there was this other couple and they had two little girls and i was like come on aurora and i heard him go come on aurora and we and like our kids were like who's calling me and then he started laughing he's like our kids are getting mixed up and i went oh sorry didn't realize that she had the same name i've never run into another one of these and aurora just kind of turned around and looked at that little girl and the little girl's probably like a year younger than her Mm -hmm. like like who the hell are you taking like What's this punk doing up in here? <laughs> if y'all know my Aurora, she she's going to, when she's 16, she's going to be like, bitch, I'll cut you. <laughs> um, so the reason, yeah, so it, it's ranked um, number 44 nationally, but was the most popular name of girls in Alaska last year, which when we had Aurora, we lived in our older neighborhood and the lady, the older lady that lived across the street, she had moved from Alaska. Mm-hmm. And so when she was, intro- we were introduced introducing ourselves um you know we we're like this is sabrina and this is our baby aurora and she was like are you for real i was like yeah and she's like oh she's like i wanted my daughter to name my granddaughter aurora but her husband wouldn't do it she's like i'm from alaska she's mm-hmm. like it means so much to me i love that name and i was mm-hmm. like yay somebody right. loves you can live it vicariously anyway Okay, so here's a shocker. Elsa is one of the fastest declining names for Mm. girls. Now, it doesn't mean if Frozen 2, if it'll get a bump, but it dropped 202 places from 686 in 2017 to 888 in 2018. In 2014, it reached 286, but has been going downhill ever since. Angel is is more popular than Jason. Or on hill, if you mm-hmm. pronounce it that I like way. That name. Um, it Jason peaked at number two in the 1970s, but now it's down to number 100. But Angel ranks at number 72 for last year, 2018. Mm-hmm. Grayson is the top boy's name in South Dakota. And that's also a popular girl's name these it days, is. too. It was on it my is. list until I saw how popular it was, and I'm like, yeah, I gotta think of a different one. Dior is one of the fastest rising names for girls. That's pretty. Like Christian Dior. Mm-hmm. Fewer than 200 boys were named Ross, Perry, or Bernard last year. Aw, I have a cousin named Bernard. Oh, you do? <laughs> He's full grown, but I still think that name's adorable. Um, by 2013, all three had fallen out of the top thousand rankings, which mm-hmm. I find a little odd because, I mean, Ross is one of the friends. Mm-hmm. Where's Chandler? <laughs> Chandler Bank. Chandler Bank. <laughs> oh my God. Next. Serenity is more popular than Julia, which I liked both of those names, but they don't really go well with D's. So Serenity was number 76 in 2018, while Julia fell down to number 93. Me. 
only about 300 baby girls were named Brittany last year. Yeah, that's that's definitely one that you can kind of pinpoint what decade someone was likely born in. Do you want to know what the most popular years Brittany was in? What? 1989, 1990, and 1991. It was the third most popular name. Sounds about right. That's also during the the age where Sarah was in the top 10 for several years. Yes. Um, But now only 305 babies last year were named Brittany. Craig is the fastest declining name for boys. Poor Craig. Oh, Craig. I know a Craig. It declined um, from 2018 to 20, I mean, 2017 to 2018. It dropped from 985 to 1,188. Only 159 baby boys were named Craig last year. See, and I'm surprised because a lot of the sort of old-fashioned names are resurging a little bit, and I thought that that might be one that would get some more attention, but maybe not. But here's one old name. Roman is more popular than Justin now. Really? Yes. I only know one Roman currently. I know no Romans. (laughs) Okay, so it is the... 85th most popular boy name. Meanwhile, Justin is down to number 141. So that is 19 interesting statistics on baby names for 2018. Those are very interesting. Now moving into Christmas. Christmas time! I found a fun list. This was published in 2015. So here's 12 fun Christmas facts for y'all. Sweet. Like the 12 days of Christmas. Get it? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) It's trying to be. You know when things are real funny? It's when you explain them. <laughs> it just gets more funny. Yeah, get it? Right. 12 days of Christmas. Yeah, get it? Okay. Yeah, do, right. do you get do it? Do you get it? Do you? It's, like, do you? it's like a joke. It's like a wordplay. <laughs> All right, so Jingle Bells was actually written as a Thanksgiving song. Uh-huh. It was originally titled One Horse Open Sleigh, and it was supposed to play in the composer's Sunday school class during Thanksgiving as a way to corrim- cor- cor- commemorate. Nailed it. <laughs> the fame met for sleigh races. Um, Jingle Bells was also the first song to be broadcast from space. Huh. Oh, if you're in, if you're interested, um, the song was written in 1857 by James Lord Pierpont. 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 He sounds so fancy. I bet he has a cousin named Bernard, also. All right, Rudolph. Rudolph's red nose is probably the result of a parasitic infection of his <laughs> respiratory system. Oh no! So oh, he you, did. <laughs> so if so, if you love Rudolph and you don't want me to ruin it for you, just kind of like skip past this one. Rudolph's dead, Rudolph's dead. He's not dead. I didn't say that. So this is from a book called The Physics of Christmas, From the Aerodynamics of Reindeer to the Thermodynamics of Turkey. I don't know who the hell would read this, but anyway. Although I'm sitting here going, hmm, I could get this book for this person and this person and this person. Okay, so the world's most famous reindeer had a red nose due to a parasite. However, Rudolph's relationship with the parasite is sort of a symbiotic symbiotic, because the red nose illuminates the path through the winter night for the whole reindeer team. So Mm -hmm. in the Netherlands... Sinterklaas, which is the Dutch version of Santa Claus, Santa Claus arrives from Spain, not the North Pole. 
And that's not the only thing that's weird about this. Um, Santa Class also has little helpers, but they are not adorable little hardworking elves. No, they're boys and girls who can steal your kids if they misbehave and bring them back to Spain, which, according to the Dutch, is severe punishment. That's it. We call that human trafficking these days. <laughs> you better be good or Santa Class is going to steal you. Santa Class. Oh, no, it gets worse from other countries, so just wait. <laughs> Brace yourselves. Brace yourself. So in Germany, Poland, and Ukraine, this just creeped me the hell out. Um, finding a spider or a spider's web on Christmas on a Christmas tree is believed to be a harbinger of good luck. <laughs> Maybe that's just how you deal with the fact that you got freaking spiders in your tree. <laughs> According to one, oh, there's a legend to this. According to one legend, a spider wove a blanket for baby Jesus. According to the other, a spider web on the Christmas tree turned silver and gold once the sunlight touched it. One, one way or the other, decorating a Christmas tree with artificial spiders and spider webs will inevitably bring you luck and prosperity. So note to self, do not go to Germany, Poland, or Ukraine at Christmas time because I don't want to see a tree full of damn spiders. <laughs> or from personal experience, don't go to Australia at Christmas time either. You will find a giant effing spider above your bed in your hotel room. I just I just listened to Wine and Crimes Australian yes. one. Oh god, that the funnel spider. Everything <laughs> is engineered to murder you. So this one's gonna be super this one's a super fun fact. How can Santa deliver toys around the world? Which I feel like becomes a, a hot topic of debate almost every year now. Well, there's actually a professor, which he was a professor in 2015. I don't know if he still is, from NC State that explains all of this. <gasps> NC State Wolfpack. That's yeah. my alma mater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, um, Santa stretches time like a rubber band in order to deliver all the gifts in one night. So here's some statistics. According to UNICEF, there are... Oh, 2.106 million children under the age of 18 in the world. Now, this was in 2015, so there's more now. If we assume that each household has an average of Is that a million or billion? It says million on here. That seems really low. Oh, I see what it's saying. It's 2,106,000,000. Oh, two, yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyway, an average of 2.5 children in a household. Santa would make have to make approximately, let's use that word, Mm-hmm. 842 million stops on Christmas Eve. Now, again, this was really, this list was out to four years ago. So mm-hmm. this, this number is probably much greater. Traveling 221 million miles. Given the different time zones, he is about approximately 36 hours to deliver gifts. And the average speed would be about 650 miles per second. So that's less than the speed of light, but it's still is still doable, mm-hmm. a bit of a stretch, as they put here for the chubby old man. Mm-hmm. But a professor of mechanical and aerospace engineering at North Carolina State University, Larry Silverberg, nice, suggests that Santa uses relativity clouds to get the work done. Relativity clouds, based on relativity, relative physics, allows Santa to stretch time like a rubber band, which gives him months to deliver gifts, while only a few minutes pass for the rest of us. So technically, his theory is he's delivering gifts right now, people. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is sort of like Bing Bing Theory stuff going on. It is. Bazinga. Bazinga. Um, so two weeks before Christmas is one of the most popular times for couples to break up. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> um, according to data analyzed from Facebook posts and statuses, couples are most likely to end their relationships two weeks before Christmas. 
two weeks after Valentine's Day, during spring break. Christmas Day, however, is the least favorite day for breakups, obviously. It's also the the most popular day for, uh, for proposals. proposals. Yeah. They didn't have that, but I have read that somewhere. Yeah. In Armenia, the traditional Christmas Eve meal consists of fried fish, lettuce, and spinach. Many Armenians fast for a week before the Christmas Eve. That's why, in order not to stress the stomach, the menu for Christmas dinner is pretty light. I can get on board with the fried fish. I can get the lettuce and spinach. It depends on the fried fish. We'll split a plate. All right, so you're going to love this one. Japanese people traditionally eat at KFC for Christmas dinner. And does it say why? Oh, yes, there's a lot why. So the percentage of actual Christians in Japan is pretty zero. So for kids and grown-ups, they head to the closest KFC to enjoy some fried chicken, the closest food to turkey that you can get in Japan. So, back in the day, KFC did Kentucky for Christmas marketing campaign in 1947. Oh, cool. This was aimed at foreigners, so like expats or military stationed over there, Mm -hmm. would be offered a Christmas dinner that contained chicken and wine, Mm. a, a meal that remotely resembled the food expats and tourists had at home. After a huge success, Kentucky Fried Chicken started promoting this offer every year until the fast food chain became strongly associated with the holiday season. So if you're in Japan, they think KFC. That's pretty cool. So here's something that's kind of in hot debate almost every Christmas. So when you spell, when you shorten Christmas to Xmas, a lot of people feel like you're taking Christ out of Christmas. I don't have a strong opinion one way or the other. But there's an explanation for the abbreviation. Okay. So the abbreviation, it's not wrong. What it is, is that in the Greek alphabet, the letter X, which in English is stands for C-H-I, the sound of chi, mm-hmm. is the first letter of the Greek word for Christ or Christos. Mm-hmm. So it's not taking it out. It's just a shorter abbreviation Greek style. So boom. All right. The first artificial Christmas tree wasn't a tree at all. This kind of gross you out, or at least it did me. Oh, gosh. It was created out of goose feathers that were dyed green. Oh, that's not as bad as what I was anticipating. <laughs> yeah, but it's goose. Fe- okay, so it was developed in Germany in the 19th century mm-hmm. due to major continuous um, deforestation. The feather trees became increasingly popular during the twentieth, early 20th century and mm-hmm. finally made their way to the U.S., and then I guess they turned into... Fake artificials. But imagine, I mean, the fires are bad enough with a real tree. Can you imagine when it's like feather? All right. So here's when I said it was going to get worse about Santa culture. Okay. This is why I have a fear of Santa. Because I've read all these different Santa folklores and stuff. Santa, I love you. Don't mistreat my children. But I have never liked um, your helpers at the stores. I don't like to, I don't, I never wanted to sit on their lap. I don't. You don't like the, the store Santa Clauses? My children have only sat on one Santa's lap. I don't like it. That's fine. But my husband wants them to. And I'm like, well, you take them. I don't want to see it. So in Iceland, 13 Santas and an old lady who kidnaps children is basically Christmas. So Christmas in Iceland is a colorful fusion of religion, fairy tales, and folklore. Instead of one Santa, there are 13 Yule lads that either reward children for good behavior or punish them if they were naughty. The holiday period begins 13 days before Christmas, and each day, one of the 13 Yule lads comes to houses and fills the shoes that the kids leave under the Christmas tree, either with sweets, 
and gifts or rotting potatoes, depending on how that particular child has behaved on the preceding day. The mother of the Yule Lads, half-troll, half-beast, horrifying old woman, Grilia, kidnaps naughty kids and boils them in her cauldron. Yay! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! I kill you! (laughs) In Germany, Hilgelbind, or Christmas Eve... Hope I said that wrong, sure. right? Wrong. Uh, is said to be a magical time when the pure in heart can hear animals talking. They can also see the rivers turn into wine, Christmas trees blossom, blossoms bear fruit, mountains open, revealing gems hidden inside, and bells ringing can be heard from the bottom of the sea. For me, it depends on how much I've had to drink. <laughs> So that is some 12 fun facts of Christmas. Those are fun facts. Good crap. And don't ever go to Iceland or Poland or Germany or anything like or that. Or Australia. Oh, I am very excited about our our topic today. I was doing some of my research earlier today and I started getting in like really festive crafty mood based on that. So lady, what is our holly jolly topic for this episode? Um, I'm not sure how we're going to title it. Easy homemade gifts? I call it DIY Christmas gifts. There you go. DIY. DIY. Ding, ding, ding. See, so as moms, we all know that Christmas time can be a very difficult time budget wise (laughs) not only is it the end of the year and a lot of times there are just a lot of other expenses that are coming due but also gifts for everybody traveling bills bills like like the electricity they still want you to pay even (laughs) christmas gifts to yeah buying decorations everything expenses can really pile up so we were pamela had the really good idea of what if we give out some diy gift ideas that are still Really cool things that you would actually want to give or get. Yes. And just before I kick this off, I kind of did some brainstorming of why DIY gifts are so special and why they are, you know, so cool anyway. Of course I did. Pamela is just like you would. <laughs> sure. Well, I will say the reason that it's important to me is because I now have three kids and I even get my kids' daycare teachers something mm-hmm. on top of elementary school kid. Oh, crap. I keep forgetting about that, too. I need to get something for So, I always try to do a little something homemade with a little gift card for mm-hmm. them, and they always seem to treasure it. So Exactly. So, um, this is from holodappy.com. Ooh. So, I, I totally stole this list from them, but I thought it was very, very good. First of all, they're one of a kind, and, and even if you see something online and you, like, make your own version of it, it's still your own version. You yes. Know, there's never going to be another one exactly like it. Right. Second of all, they're personal. It's it's much easier to kind of hand, literally handcraft it to be just for the person you're making it for, which makes it special. They are handcrafted with love. It shows that you actually spent time and thought and care creating something for someone. They, not always, but they can be fun to make. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this I thought was really cool. Um, they can be stash busters. So if you have a large amount of something sitting around your house, it can be an opportunity to say, hey, what can I make out of this that I already mm-hmm. have in excess so that someone gets a cool gift and I also get to declutter some of my stuff. I always, for some reason, have a ton of ribbon or stickers or mm-hmm. something. And finally, they 
may, not always, but may save money. Like if there is something where you were going to have to go buy the full price version of it, but you can make it yourself, a lot of times it can save you money. You might have to spend more in terms of time or materials or things like that. Exactly. So it can be a trade-off of like, okay, do I have the extra 10 hours or however much it is to put into this versus spending three times as much, but it's all done within one hour. Yeah. And some of the ideas I have actually are money-wise very cheaper than buying it. Yeah. So, And I tried to keep that in mind too, because it something and something else the article brought up, which is totally what I believe, but just I was never able to quite put it into words is do try to keep your gifts as high quality as possible, even when you're making them. Mm-hmm. Like, make something to the same quality that you would want to receive from someone else. Because yeah. I think of this, whether it's like, you know, stuff for goodie bags or companies give out at trade shows and things like that. What's the point in giving stuff if people are just going to throw it away immediately? Yeah, the point is is for them to find it memorable or, like, use the pen later, use the bookmark later, use something like that. Yeah, something that's either... Beautiful enough that they want to keep it for a certain amount of time, or it's useful enough that they actually want to make use of it and not just like, oh, that's nice, toss. So, do you want to start off with some ideas? Yes, I have. So, I found two different websites. So, one is going too up too far. This is called the mummyfront.com website and Mm -hmm. mummy with a U. So, it's from. So, it sounds British. It's very British, but with it being British. There are some good ideas on here that most people can make. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of the things on here might be a little more, little bit cheaper there than here, but I just thought they were neat ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I like is if you have like a little girl that you know, or they have like a birthday or holiday, I thought about, I saved this because I thought this would be really cool to do for my girl's birthday since they're all have one in July, but it's unicorn wall art. And on this website, they actually have um, the face template. Mm-hmm. And then you, let me get the website open. I'll show it to you. And then you decorate the horn how you want it. And then you could put like little flower petals. And then you just get a picture frame and make a shadow box out of it. Very cool. And see, they have like little oh, that's pretty. Se- gold sequins and stuff at the bottom and then flowers and then you put either, you can put like a little, what do you call that? So around? just to describe it more for people, it's almost like they, they take in a 2D picture of like a unicorn face, like a very pretty one, and then added 3D elements to it, like parts of the horn and the flowers. And then there's also some really pretty sparkly stuff at the bottom of the shadow box. Yeah. And then they put like an accent color in the back. And so, so I cute. thought what would be cool is like the accent color. I could do each of the girls' bedroom colors with it. Yeah. And but that's for their birthdays. Yeah. If you had if you had the materials, that would take less than an hour to make. As all the 5,000 pop-ups just came up. Ah! Okay. All right. So here's another one. If you can knit, how about making or crochet, make some crochet coasters. Mm-hmm. You can either do, you know, cute little um, squares on the, their site. They have round ones um their step-by-step on this website actually shows you how you can crochet it by hand that's not for me but knitting and crocheting are that those are two of the most useful skills in terms of like doing homemade gifts i love to cross stitch so if i ever have time i love to do i haven't done it in forever but i would love to do bookmarks and stuff for people um number three i love to make these for people when i have the time body scrubs 
So they have on this website a peppermint body scrub, a mint, and a coffee body scrub. Mm -hmm. What I liked about the coffee is that you have the smell, but you also have like the extra exfoliation from the coffee mm-hmm. and you most people have coffee and they have sugar yeah. and it's very easy you can it'll tell you what kind of oil or water or something to mix with it to get it soft so it's not mm-hmm. going to cost you that much and then you can go to the dollar tree or something to get pretty jars now yeah. and then decorate it do just take care and make sure that people don't have any skin allergies yes. things like that that you have to watch out for yeah yeah note that beforehand but yes. yes um one thing i didn't think about teacup candles so you can get <gasps> those candle, are so cute like you can get like candle making kits mm-hmm. and then go to like a thrift store or just even dollar tree find some pretty little teacups and make candles any craft that involves like old teacups or reused teacups i don't know why i just think that's the most adorable thing ever yeah they're really cute Then there's five-minute DIY lip balms, Mm. which is actually really easy if you get some just coconut oil. One of the other ingredients for, like, the pigment, if you want a pigment, and then get some whatever scent oil that you would like with it. Mm -hmm. Or you can even just use petroleum jelly (laughs) if you don't want to use the coconut oil and you make yourself a lip balm. Those little tiny tins are nothing. You can get a sleeve of them for, I think, five or six dollars. Nice. One little treat that I thought was neat was you take, you buy some cozy slippers, Mm -hmm. so maybe splurge on that, but then fill them with like a gift card or some hot chocolate or some favorite chocolates, like your cookie, little cookies, lip balms. One I thought was really interesting because I, I love to cook soup mixes in jars. Now it's all the dry ingredients, but it's in a mason jar. Mm -hmm. So... Like if you have vegetable soup recipe or black bean soup recipe, you have all the spices and the dry beans and Mm -hmm. all of that. And then you have the instructions on how to cook it. But all of the mix is there. You just tell what what liquids go with it and how much you cook. I think that stuff is so cool. And then another one was the Starbucks cups, Mm -hmm. like the plastic cups with the straws. But you can fill it up with things. Yes. Like lip balms and stuff. So get the clear cups Mm -hmm. so they can see what's in there. I've seen that, um, and again, I've probably seen it, I've been paying more attention to it just because I'm going to be giving birth soon. I've seen people make those kinds of gifts for, hey, you just had a baby. Here's some like new mama treat yourself stuff inside of a Starbucks cup. Oh, really? That's cute. Yeah. Like have like little, has like a pair of fuzzy socks in there and some lip balm and some like lavender scent stuff for relaxation. And maybe some lotion or something. Yeah. Like just little things. But I'm like, that's so sweet. That is sweet. This one I thought was really neat, and I was kind of like, hmm, maybe I can make this for the girls' teachers on top of something else. Candy sleighs. So what you Mm. do is you take candy bars in different various sizes and stack them, Uh wrap them with some ribbon, and then you tape or tie candy canes like little sleighs like the and little make, runners yeah, yeah like the little runners and make little sleighs so That's i thought cute. that might be cute for their teachers and then get them like i usually get them a gift card somewhere mm-hmm. just to you know not just that gingerbread body butter oh girl it just when i was reading it i was like i would just eat it but I don't know, if anybody wants to slather it on them you know <laughs> um on their site it says it takes less than 30 minutes to make mm-hmm um, as I said, I love the mint sugar scrub idea with the coffee. Mm-hmm. Sugar scrub is one of the easiest things you can make because it's like one other ingredient and in sugar. And usually. like I said, go to Dollar Tree and you can find those cute little flip top lids mm-hmm. and get a bunch of them. Yeah. I've done that before. 
this, I saved this. So for any, well, any beer lover in your life, but I thought we always get my dad, we always get my dad beer for Christmas because he's like, he loves trying all different kinds of beers. Right. So they took the beer and make reindeer beer. So you take like the little I pipe made cleaners. That you did. Rain, rain beer. Rain beer. I made that for my sister a couple years ago. I got her a, a six pack of some kind of beer that I knew she'd really like. And then I decorated all the little bottles. Oh, I want to do that this year or have the girls help me do that. Be it, like, it was fun. I really enjoyed doing that let's one. Let's decorate Papa's beer. That's not, that's not country. They would have so much fun with that's that. That's not country at all. Mm-mm. Of course not. Um, and rounding off this, um, beeswax candles. You can always do that. That's pretty handy. The last thing I liked were lavender scented hand warmers, which are so mm. easy to make. And they even, on this brief little synopsis, said it costs about a dollar and 30 cents to make. Nice. So you have, you can just easily take even just a handkerchief or something, a little rice, a little bit of lavender oil, sew it up, mm-hmm. nuke it in the microwave. You know, somebody can use it for like a hot, you know, like a sore spot yeah. or to relax. But so we used to make in Girl Scouts, we made um, hot socks all the time. We would just take like oh. big tube socks, fill it with rice. And then no I remember someone socks. saying that, you know, you could put, you know, lavender or other really yummy smelling things inside of there. Yes. And I'm like, that's such a cool idea. Yeah. The lavender, I would think, would be like really soothing to help you sleep. Mm-hmm. So those are those ideas. I also have some like super cheap gift basket ideas from the dollar store but i think you have a few things don't you or i do you want to take it from here sure i kind of have things broken down kind of by categories and the way i brainstormed my ideas was i tried to make it with maybe a couple of exceptions these are all things that you don't need any kind of like specialty craft skill in order to do like you don't have to know how to do like leather work or welding or anything like that like (laughs) Here's a homemade welded statue for you. I'm like, that's not relatable. Girl, who would think like that for DIY? You do? Well, if you search online, they're like, oh, yeah, you should do this. You know, and for any of that just old, you know, unused, beautiful leather you have laying around, you should, you know... Do this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, who are these people? Martha Stewart? Who has old, unused leather? I don't know. I don't live in Montana. Where the deer and the buffalo (laughs) Okay, so, and I also thought about it from the selfish point of view of what would I like to receive? So, those are my... Oh, uh, that's quite selfish. My my criteria. Okay. Because we all all know it's all about me. It's all about what I want. It truly is with Sarah. It is with Sarah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, first thing is cook or bake something. Uh Uh-huh. 99% of the time, everybody likes treats at the holidays, and... Homemade goodies are extra special because this is one of the things that, in my experience, is the homemade version is almost always better than anything you can buy. If you have some a specialty item that you can just, you know, bang out, it doesn't take a lot of thought or you always have the ingredients on hand, people love that stuff. Take advantage of that. And this can also be an especially nice gift for people with food allergies, because if you can find a tasty recipe that meets their specific food needs, that makes them feel loved, special, cared for. And also, it's better these days, but there still aren't always a lot as many mass-produced options as there are for people with no food limitations. Aurora's best friend has a ton of food allergies, and I feel bad for that little pumpkin. Her mom has to bring in, like, a cupcake. Like, she can't even be near the food 
And Aurora always gets upset because she's like, me and her can't even sit next to each other because she can't smell it. And I'm like, poor child. I know. I feel bad for her mom because her mom has to tote a cooler around all the time. Um, and this next one is, is sort of similar to the dry soup idea that you mentioned. Um, put together beverage kits. Ooh. So you can put together a kit of ingredients for sangria, which I thought was good. Um, hot chocolate, spike cider, specialty teas. Here's everything you need. Now just add this one other ingredient and heat it up kind of thing. I do like the hot chocolate idea. I saw on Pinterest where someone took... Um, pastry bags, like the mm-hmm. clear throwaway pastry bags, Swiss Miss hot chocolate, and then got like Nestle's Toll House chocolate chips and then some marshmallows and literally filled the bags mm-hmm. and like put that out for hot chocolate. I've received those a bunch as like gift bags at parties and stuff like yeah. that at Christmas time. Those are great things to I do. I think they'd make a bags. good thank you gift too if yes. you need to give a thank you gift. Um, another thing I thought was really cool is put together a recipe collection oh that is cool so you can combine a collection of your or their favorite recipes like if they if there are things that you make that they really like you can put those together and either put them in a nice binder or in a little decorated recipe box and this is especially a good gift if you're passing on special family recipes to the next generation that kind of thing so i thought that that was pretty cool yeah So now we move on to things that are soft and cozy. (laughs) I love how you categorize it. Meanwhile, I'm like, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I like. This is what I want. I'm trying to keep the pregnancy brain organized. It's a struggle. No, it's okay. Like I said, (sighs) I didn't take one of my meds today. So I'm like insanely unfocused. We need to like go lock you in a room where you can like solve all the world's problems while your brain is just working on overdrive. I so hope I can sleep tonight for God's sakes. Okay. Soft and cozy. No sew fleece blankets are super cozy and super easy to customize to each person's personality. Nodding. Yep. So that's one where you take just two big rectangles of fleece fabric, put mm-hmm. them back to back, and then go around the outside and you cut little tabs that are about two inches wide and three inches deep, mm-hmm. and then just tie them all together. I made one in about two or three hours for my husband a couple of years ago. He's very tall, and he had been wanting a Carolina Panthers blanket or some kind of like Carolina Panthers Mm -hmm. stuff. So I found some Carolina Panthers fabric online and I ordered it. And then I made him an extra long version of that kind of blanket so that he could snuggle up all the way underneath it. And now we constantly fight over who gets to snuggle up underneath it on the sofa. So, and yeah, this is one of those ones where I like it because a, it's easy to make B everyone tends to love them and three C whatever I was on. It's easy to customize. So like my sister has one that someone made for her. She really loves the minions from the Despicable Me movies. Oh, so how can you not love the minions? I'm, some people are dead inside. I, I've, I've, I've noticed. Yeah. So on one piece of fleece, it has a little minions printed all over it. And then the one that's tied to the back of it is a chevron pattern, but it's like the same corresponding color. So it's really pretty. Like yellow, blue. Yeah. Ooh. And it's it's super fun. And it's that's a that's an cool way to just like let someone know that like hey here's something special that's just for you another thing and this is probably the only one that requires an actual skill set but knit a scarf for somebody and there are also lots of good tutorials online for how to do the finger knitting even if you don't if you don't necessarily know how to do it with needles or don't want to actually learn it 
But yeah, you can customize the color, the type of yarn, the pattern. And it's something that I love doing because I can literally just sit there and work on it while I'm watching TV or while I'm hanging out with family in the evening, stuff like that. Yeah, two of my favorite scarves my oldest sister knitted and people will stop me and ask me where I got them mm-hmm. and I'm like my sister made it for me many years ago they're like oh, does she still knit I mean no she doesn't knit anymore and they're like what and she also made me a cute little handbag a cute little purse mm-hmm. but I don't use it as often because I mean it's fully knit and it's just so cute I'm scared of, like the kids will snag it or mm-hmm. something so I have it like tucked away in a drawer just because I just I think it's adorable, but I don't want them to screw it up. it. Um, And moving on to the home decor category. Oh. Um, So I only have a couple under here. So first one is make nail art. And that's not like fingernail art. It's like actual wood and nails art. Ah. So if you have a little plank of wood or a piece of wood, or you can probably get little pretty looking pieces of wood from your local craft store, things like that sketch or print out an outline of a shape like a house or a wreath or you know a puppy or kitty something like that put it on the wood and then tap in nails around the outside of it and then you just take some color of yarn and string it between oh i've seen those stuff to fill it in it involves hammers and nails but you don't really have to know what you're doing just be careful (laughs) don't hammer through your thumb no Oh, and that also makes a good um, housewarming gift because I've seen ones that have either the outline of the shape or the city or even just like the outline of a house and, you know, like, welcome home, blah, 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 blah. Um, Another one I found that was really cool was a DIY coffee cup holder. So once again, take a nice plank of wood or part of like a small palette. You can stain it or paint it, make it a pretty color. And then take some of those small metal hooks like that you would hang a jacket or something on, screw them to the front of the plank, and then it makes a nice little place to hang coffee mugs from. Oh, I've seen those. And then you can either attach wire to the back, or you can put a couple little legs on it so that you can sit it on the countertop. Neat. That was a new one for me that I found. I was like, ooh, I might have to look into that. I've seen that one before. Something similar to it. And the last item that I have to suggest is do some DIY modern art. So I actually used to do this some back in the day. And again, this is also something that can be a good housewarming gift if you know what someone's like color scheme is. So take a small canvas or even a big one if you're feeling super ambitious. Apply random pieces of tape all over it and splash their favorite colors of paint all over the canvas. Let the paint dry and then peel the pieces of tape off to reveal your new masterpiece. You can also do it where if you are feeling especially crafty and fancy and talented, you can make it so the tape spells out a word or actually makes a particular shape on there. Hmm. That is something that can, it doesn't always look the way you're, you might originally envision it, just because there's a lot of variability to it. But it, it usually does turn out pretty freaking cool, especially if you do like a fun pattern with the tape or something. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that does sound cool. Yeah. And those are my ideas. Okay. Yeah. Well, the only last few things I have is like, if you're going to, if you are thinking about putting together any sort of gift basket or I love gift basket ideas hit me with them so here are some five gift baskets that you can get stuff from the dollar store and it will all equal to under ten dollars or ten dollars and under so here's one idea it's called the oh cozy night gift basket so cinnamon tea packs Mm -hmm. so I mean or you can do like if you know their favorite tea or 
hot chocolate or something, Mm -hmm. gets an oversized mug, a pair of cozy socks, and a cookie cutter, mainly for the decoration to hang off of the mug. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Um, Christmas tree, uh, Christmas green thumb gift basket. Now this might be a little hard to do because it's out of gardening season, Mm -hmm. but if you know somebody that's a gardener and it back when it's still in season, Mm -hmm. get like some seeds in the packs, like the little tiny packs, uh, some gardening gloves, a little shovel, maybe a tiny little succulent Mm -hmm. and then, and then put it all into a terracotta pot. And Mm -hmm. then it was saying you could take some red and green ribbon or something very festive and put it around the terracotta pot or maybe paint on it, whatever you want to do to make it more Christmassy. Mm-hmm. Here's another one. So at the car wash, so maybe you have somebody that's a car person. Hmm, I know one or two of those. Get some car upholstery cleaner. Yes, they do sell that at Dollar Tree now. Car mm-hmm. window cleaner, armor all. They do sell that some at some places. Microfiber cleaning towels. Now, you may have to go to Walmart to find mm-hmm. one of those. Get a cute red Santa belt bin. And then they have, uh, like, two candy canes. Oops. Sorry. On each side of the bucket. Like, just kind of hanging on each side of the bucket cute. for fun. One is, And then the next idea is called Have Yourself a Very Merry Spa Day. Yes, please. So, lavender bubble bath, bath salts, three bath bombs some sort of bath sponge and some cozy socks and put it into a cute little basket. Oh, I want it. And then lastly, if you know a baker, you have a baker in your family. Mm-hmm. This is called Baking Up Some Christmas Cheer Cheap Gift. <laughs> a holiday oven mitten, two holiday pot holders, if they're in a two-pack. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at Dollar Tree, they do sell the Betty Crocker measuring spoons and spatulas, which I have bought. They mm-hmm. work great. Wrap two cookie sheets and then um, use the cookie cutters to tie everything on top. Like, so use the ribbon, but then use the cookie cutters on top when you're making the bow to, like, Mm -hmm. hold it all together. Ta-da! There's your five easy ideas. I love those. And, yeah, it's it's stuff where it just... People can use it. Yeah. And just think of a theme or or a hobby that that particular person is into and then just... Be creative. Yeah. (laughs) I think about I think about that that TV show. That TV show, Make It. And I can't wait for it to come back. And I was like Is it gonna come back? Yes. It's only like a two week run though, beginning of the December. That's okay. I am starting to feel very festive after we've been talking about it. I know. Well after I was like looking at all of these, I was like, I might actually get crafty. I feel like I would be a much craftier person if I just had all the materials I would need to just sitting at home right there in front of me ready to go but like as soon as i had to be the one to like go out and procure them i'm like man i'll get to it (laughs) i have i have so much junk in my closet that i could use Mm -hmm. and i found some when i was cleaning out the girls playroom where you can buy a dollar tree these foamy christmas trees and angels and stuff and i had the girls decorate them a couple years ago and i found the leftovers that i saved and sabrina was like mom this is farts and crafts are we gonna do these and i said yeah but i've got to get more i bought these little sticker gems so it made mm-hmm. so they could decorate them easily i said y'all used up all those so i have to go get some more and she's like okay i can't wait to make them Aww. so that's another thing i do is like go to the dollar tree and I hang them up on the windows. Like, they don't have to be ornaments, but I hang them up. I have yeah. these big bay windows I put them on when Cute. they do them at Christmas time. Well, from Motherhood on Tap, we hope everyone has a very Merry Christmas slash Happy Holidays slash Happy New Year. Slash Merry Christmas slash 
safe arrival for baby Riley. Yes. Once again, thank you for all of your support for us yes. this year, continuing to listen to us and. We have many more ideas to come in the new year. We do. And we are going to be continuing with our every other week schedule for the foreseeable future just because of just new life. babies. New babies. And, yeah, life being life. crazy. Oh, yeah. But we love you guys, and we hope you have a wonderful holiday and new year. So, until next time, I'm Sarah Duncan. And I'm Pamela Walker-Dees. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. Our theme music is by Yov Aliagon. Be sure to check out the Motherhood on Tap page on Facebook. If you enjoyed today's episode, consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcast. It really helps to get the word out about the show. You can subscribe and follow Motherhood on Tap on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and most other podcast apps. If you have questions or funny stories, you can email us at motherhoodontap at gmail.com. Partner with us on Patreon.com for special bonus episodes and help keep this podcast and the two of us in business. Till next time. time.